0: You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with the most passionate business owners on this earth in hopes that you'll be able to absorb their wisdom, avoid their failures, and feel less alone on the roller coaster ride that is entrepreneurship. This season, I'll be chatting with creative thinkers, masterful marketers, brick and mortar shop owners, well-known visionaries, and people just like you who have a story to share or a brand that inspires. If I can share one quick secret with you before we get into the episode, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us. You know, that spark that nudges us to pursue our full potential in this lifetime. But perhaps somewhere along the line, it got covered up. I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to explore that inner voice and access the brilliance deep down inside of you. It's in you, it's in all of us. Let's dive in. Let's talk balance. Does it exist? Should we strive to achieve it? Will it look the same for everyone? Today's guest is Tara Douglas, the founder and nutrition expert behind TheBalancePlan.com. Tara has a very demanding full-time career while also balancing the roles of wife, small business owner, and mother to two very busy children. That is a lot to balance, yet she does it with grace and determination. I first met Tara when she was a student of mine at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, which she somehow made time for among everything else going on in her life. Tara is proof that your dreams are within reach no matter what stage of life you're in. She's an example of chasing after what you want and not letting anything hold you back. Tara is here today to share health tips for busy entrepreneurs, busy moms, and anyone looking to find more balance in their everyday. I want to mention that this episode was recorded pre COVID here at my office in Toronto, just to give you context. I felt it was still important to air all of the episodes that I had recorded pre COVID, so I hope you enjoy. Tara, welcome to the Visionary Life podcast. It's so fun to sit down with you because we mostly just chat over Zoom and as a past client, um, it's so fun to just be able to sit down with you in person and we're chatting about all things nutrition and how you started the balanced plan and just how you're juggling life as a mom, an entrepreneur and uh, someone who is doing all the things very, very well. So thank you for being here.
1: Oh, I thank you for having me, Kelsey. This is fantastic. (laughs) Can I just step back and say thank you for also um, teaching me how to use Zoom?
0: It's funny. I, I was know, on a call the crazy. other day and someone was like, this is my first time using Zoom. It's been on my bucket list. And I'm like, all you had to do is click the button. I know. <laughs> I can't even believe that I didn't know how to use it. But I and now I use it
1: all the time. So it's a life changing tool.
0: And for anyone who, whether they work online or just want to connect with a friend who doesn't live in the same city as you, Zoom is amazing. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with some quick fire questions just so that the listeners can get to know you and a little bit about who you are. So number one, where did you grow up? I'm local. You're Just local. outside of Toronto, actually, Mississauga. So okay, so you didn't move too far. No. Is there a person or maybe a book or a podcast that you feel like has impacted your life in some sort of way? Um, I, I wouldn't, I'd
1: say this is kind of a twofold answer. I would say that events, more than people mm. have really impacted my life. So yep. um, my, my working parents were a huge inspiration. I don't think I realized it until later in life after I've had my kids. But um, now that I look at what they did, um, they were an inspiration mm-hmm. um, and events, I think really were a big inspiration in terms of um, what impacted my life. Um, so, I mean, just, just living and kind of like mm-hmm. which direction I've 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 chosen and just look, looking back on all the experiences I've had, I've I'd say that there's been a few, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a person per se.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you say that, and I feel like maybe I need to rework this question because one of our past podcast guests, who is the founder of Based Body Care, he said, "Books don't impact your life, people do." Or he said it in some sort of way, like an inanimate object does not impact right. your life. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, that's not necessarily what defines us. So I think that's really cool that you said an event is more so what has impacted you. What is one thing that you do every single day that is non-negotiable? Uh I would say there's a few. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say. Yeah. Rhyme them off. We um, want to know. We are curious here in visionary
1: life. <laughs> I drink water every day. I drink, I have two liters that I probably, this is my two liter bottle of water and I go through That's about a huge three bottle. of them a day, three of them a day, which sounds crazy, but water is non-negotiable. I work out every day. I'd say six days a week. It's just something I do. It's my therapy. I get up in the morning. It's my routine. It's something that I do. Mm-hmm. And then I tell my kids I love them every day.
0: Oh, that's so cute! I love how you rounded it out with that. <laughs> uh, what is one business skill you're currently working on improving? In which business? I I
1: I have two careers. Basically, you have two. Yeah. Yes.
0: Why don't you first tell the listeners like what you do for a career and what your entrepreneurial venture is quickly? So I've been in
1: in my corporate job for just over 15 years. I'm in the advertising agent, or in the advertising industry um, and I love that. I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. And then my passion side career is I'm a nutritionist. Mm. Uh, so I would say that for my corporate career, it's delegating and being able to say no to certain things. I have a hard time doing that. I, I like to control things. yeah uh, It's just who I am. Um, but and also so delegating, and then for my, for my business, my 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 nutrition business, I would say that it is my social media. Mm. Um, I'm I'm working on improving it, and specifically, we talked about this was my Instagram stories. I'm mm-hmm. terrified.
0: Well, I just gave you some tips on adding some
1: fonts and some (laughs) backgrounds.
0: So So now I can add that to my list. She taught me Zoom. She taught me Instagram, amongst so many other things you've taught me. Your testimonial is so positive about me. I love it. Um, And last quick fire question. Since you are a nutritionist, I want to know what's one food or recipe that you've been loving lately? It's winter. uh, So I use my crock pot a lot in the winter.
1: So I find that being a busy mom... Busy mm-hmm. working career mom, I use my crock pot a lot because I can I can make something in a big batch and then use it throughout the week if I need to, like whether mm-hmm. I can take it to work or just have it along with me. Um, so I I do that and it's like a like a vegetable soup or a vegetable stew, which is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all I also think of seasonally, so that's a winter kind of fall um, food. Yeah. And then in terms of warmer months, I just love raw salads and I make my own dressings and stuff. So that's that's just that's important to me and mm. anything that you can easily transport.
0: And will we eventually see these recipes on your blog? <laughs> eventually. <laughs> absolutely. When the
1: website's done, I, it's been a work in progress for a very long time. Um, so maybe I could take that one back to what I'm trying to improve, yes. was get this website up and running because it's it's been a work in progress for a long time
0: always is there's so many assets to get in order while while creating a business but I love that we're here just talking about the journey the messy the good the bad the ugly so we'll cover it all today don't worry no, yeah I'm not going to sugarcoat it I'm going to tell it like it is uh, so why don't you zoom us back to when you first graduated high school like what did you study what was your first career path before taking on this whole new life of becoming a nutritionist
1: oh geez uh I I, I eventually Went to school. I wanted to become a lawyer, and ah. I didn't end up going into law. It just, um, you know, we we have this theory or this thought in our mind of the way that life's supposed to work out and how you what you want to do. And I, I got there, and and it just wasn't, up it just didn't turn out to be a passion for me. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting into advertising and media uh, because I saw I saw a future in it. It didn't always was very interesting to me it was something that I thought was cool and um, I got into the business and have loved it ever since I'm in digital which is a different side of advertising because it's constantly evolving and there's always something to be learned and um, when I'm learning I feel like I'm progressing and if I'm Mm -hmm. not learning then I feel like I'm not progressing so this is definitely an area that I have gone in and I've loved it and Mm -hmm. it's it's it's, I've done very well in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so you've spent many years doing that as your full-time gig. Did you always have a hunch that you might wanna start a side hustle or a passion project? Or were you the type that was very just satisfied with having one job and then coming home and being able to focus on play and not worrying about building some sort of side hustle? Nope.
1: <laughs> I would say, and I look back on it now, I always had, I always juggled different jobs. Okay. Yep. I've always I can done see it. that. <laughs> and I don't know why I did, but in high school I did, in university I did. When I found when I got my first career job, I was still serving on the side of my career job. Mm-hmm. I always and I didn't put two and two together until I really looked at it and said, "I've always done something else on the side because yeah. I I'm a workhorse. I love to be busy, and if I find a passion, something that I'm really wanting to see through, I I I, I just jump in." Mm-hmm. So the nutrition the nutrition aspect of my life kind of changed a bit once i had kids mm-hmm. um to to be what it is today um, but i have always not
0: sat back complacent if that's if that answers mm-hmm. your question yeah, i've no, always def- been a, a, definitely a bit of a workhorse i definitely identify with that too and i could never really pinpoint it but then i heard someone say many many years ago like I am multi-passionate and I thought, oh my gosh, that's me too. Like, I'll never be the type to just be satisfied having one direct linear path, like, like you, when I had full-time gigs, I was always teaching fitness classes on the side. I was creating workshops and teaching them for money and like just various things because I needed that as yeah. an outlet. And when I found something that I enjoyed, it was like, yeah, for sure. Add that to the mix Absolutely. too. Like let's just stir the pot here and have a million things going yeah. on. And it's so, not like we needed the money. I don't know. No. It's just the... the- just the the passion for something. It brings you joy, right? And I think when you are bred like that, like the workhorse mentality, it just feels like you're normal. Whereas other people think, just slow down. Like, why can't you just channel your efforts? But you're like, that's not how I am. So when did you get the hunch that you might want to go back to school for nutrition? Because obviously that's a big decision to say that you're going to put many, many hundreds or thousands of hours into getting a new certification and devoting a good chapter of your life to um, exploring a totally new path? I thought about it a lot. Um, I mean, I
1: like when did I do it or why did I do it is because I was so intrigued by it, because I was so interested, because it was such a passion for me, I said to myself, and I've always said this, that when you are studying something that you're passionate about or you're in school for something and you're learning something that you're really passionate about, or even if you are working, but you're super passionate about it, it doesn't feel like work mm-hmm. because you're just bettering yourself and you're, t- you're interested in, in the topics and in the content. Mm-hmm. And I would sit through four hours of school at night and the the hours would pass and I'd be like, wow, I did this. And I, and I was happy I did it because I was just continually learning and it didn't feel like a mm-hmm. project for me. It didn't feel like work.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so cool. It's so fun to be able to find those topics as adults that you're like, this doesn't feel hard. I I can't wait to go consume content or go listen to a lecture or a talk. And that's when you know you're really in alignment with your purpose is when you're not grumbling at the, the fact that you have to go sit inside a three hour lecture. So I think that's pretty amazing. Um, obviously you spent, what was it, two years inside night classes studying? Yes. yeah. So that's quite a long time. In that time period, did you start to gain a vision for the brand that you wanted to create or were you just really immersed in the content and enjoying learning as opposed to thinking about what business am I going to build out of this? Um, it's a good question, and
1: I should say also that when I was, so we were in classes for we were in classes from September to June, uh, and then we had the summer off. So, what did I decide to do in the summer? I took an online course through uh, Cornell University. Of course, you and did. So, I did. That <laughs> on the side. And people are like, "Why don't you just take the the couple months off?" I'm like, "No, I'm just going to continue." That? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I need to go full steam ahead. So, yeah. um, so sorry, back to your question. Mm-hmm. Um, were you thinking about the business
0: or was I thinking
1: about the business I was thinking yeah I always had a, something in the back of my mind of mm-hmm. how I was gonna how I was gonna tailor the business mm-hmm. and originally I was going to work with families because I'm a mother mm-hmm. and I thought you know I can do this really well and I'm passionate about children being healthy and I'm passionate about a whole family unit being healthy mm-hmm. and it wasn't actually until I sat in your lectures that I decided to kind of create a different brand for myself. And I created this working mother, career mother nutrition angle. Mm-hmm. And I still work with families in building that because I have a family. Mm-hmm. So I am almost just doing that um, inadvertently. Mm-hmm. But it was when I chatted with you and you said, you know, why don't you take this? path. And I'm like, I think I should. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what became the the balance plan. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny. I'd, I wanted to ask that question of were you thinking about the business? Because I find oftentimes we get into our craft or into nutrition in this scenario, because we're so passionate about it. But sometimes we forget that we may want to turn this into a money-making entity and running the business portion of your passion is a totally different stream of consciousness, right? Oh, for sure. It's like you want to help people and you want to serve people and you want to deliver the knowledge that's going to change their life. But then the whole mechanical part of building a business also requires like another side of your brain. So I'm always just wondering like if that was being processed as you were studying. Uh, but obviously you had intentions when you enrolled at CSNN to eventually build some sort of business and to share your services. I
1: did. Um, and then someone actually said something. I did and I didn't. So I should uh, maybe take a step back. I did yeah. and I didn't. and But then, you know, I was I was thinking about it and I had a, actually a girlfriend who, who I worked with and she ended up creating her own business. And she said, I didn't spend all this time away from my family to not create mm. something and use the knowledge that I've gained from studying to build something else. Mm-hmm. Because I did, I spent nights and weekends um, away from my family in mm-hmm. studying in class. But then I also spent that time at home building out mm-hmm. and studying so I, 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 and I wanted to utilize that and the other thing was is that I I had gained so much knowledge that I wanted to help people Yeah. and I've worked with clients now who've been so happy and they've come to me and they're just like mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you you've changed my life and there's nothing like that mm-hmm. there is nothing like someone saying to you you have changed my life I have struggled for so long that what you did for me has been so helpful like there's nothing There's mm-hmm. there's there's nothing like that when you get a when you get someone saying that to you.
0: Mm -hmm. I always say like it is kind of selfish to keep the knowledge inside of your own head whether you decide to monetize and actually sell a package or just maybe write a blog, like you should be sharing this in service to the world because not everyone can afford to go take a $6,000 nutrition program, right? And so I think it's, yeah, when you put it that way, like it's selfish to keep it to myself, it is inspiring then to figure out, okay, well, how can I share this? Whether it's through Instagram, a blog, a podcast, or maybe I create a service where people can pay me for my time and download my two years of knowledge in a six-week time frame, yep. which is pretty exciting. Uh, so describe what is the balanced plan? I know you're still in the early stages of building it, but just walk our listeners through kind of what you have created thus far.
1: I kind of break it down into like a, what I've done is built like a, a, a five-step program for the working mother, the career mm-hmm. mother, the, the, the mother who... Is passionate about her career, but dedicated to her family. And she's maybe somewhat lost herself. She thinks that focusing on her own health, her own well being, her own nutrition goals is maybe a bit selfish. She maybe doesn't have, feels like she doesn't have the time for it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to build something for women who are in that mindset you know, they've, they've worked so hard to develop their careers. They now have an, another priority on top of it, which is their family and their children, yeah. um, that they've lo- they've almost lost their self. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to build something that would be easy for them to follow mm. and where they would get joy out of it and a was real this, like, sense of accomplishment.
0: Was this part of your story? Like, did you feel like you went through that in any sense or what, what? draws you to want to work with the woman who feels like she's lost herself
1: in a, in a sense, maybe I was before I had my children, like very career driven. I, I were, I, I'm, I was a workhorse and I'm a workhorse now, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I had my, my daughter, my daughter's the eldest, it changed. And I, I went on maternity leave and, and I like, I was like this different person. I mean, you get yourself back. You get yourself back after you yeah. you 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 have that first initial like blow, and I shouldn't say it's bad, <laughs> but it's different. It's yeah. just a different way of living. It's it's not you are not number 1 anymore and as you should you shouldn't be because yeah. you are now taking care of of another person. Yeah. Um so I think that I struggled a bit after that, not only like mentally, but physically. It was a whole mm. like it was a, it was a number of things. So I think in a way I want to help women get over that hurdle. And yes, I do draw upon my own experiences.
0: A quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy, because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. So because you have so much experience in the realm of nutrition for busy mamas, for business owners, for people who manage a really hectic lifestyle, I know you have a lot of things on your to-do list each day. I thought it'd be really cool to actually dive into nutrition-specific tips for Our listeners, because I know a lot of the people who are tuning into this podcast, they're on the subway right now. They are commuting to their full-time job. They have to go pick up their kids after school. They are trying to build a side hustle in addition to working corporate, in addition to doing all the things in their home. And... On top of that, most of us are trying to fuel ourselves in the best possible way, because we know that what we put in our body can make or break the business owner that we become, right? So I knew you'd be such an amazing person to speak to this and I just want you to share your your tips with us. So let's start with number one, why do you feel like it's so important for busy human beings to nourish themselves with high quality food? first off I have to say that that does sound exhausting (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it is (laughs) it is
1: Um, because food's not it's not just food like we think about what it what it goes and how it goes into our body and what it does for us it fuels us number one yes we Mm -hmm. we can't you can't live without it Um, but it affects so many other things it affects your energy it affects your mood so if you aren't fueling or if you aren't eating properly and, f- and and nourishing your body with the proper food, you aren't going to perform your best. yeah it's just not possible. I um, mean we can only get so far, um, with caffeine. And I'm not saying you can't, I'm not saying you can't drink caffeine because I do. Um, but there's only so much you can like only so far you can get before you're completely exhausted, before your adrenal glands are completely stressed, um, before it just catches up to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when like back in the day before I didn't have anyone else to take care of, Um, maybe it was just me that I could take care of and I could come Mm -hmm. home and I could do that or I could burn the midnight oil and I didn't have to think about myself or I didn't have to think about being on for anybody else other than myself and my clients. Mm -hmm. But now there's other people that I have to keep in mind. So I I believe that food um, nourishes our mind and our body.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our body is our vessel to do the work. So it's so true. Like if you put crappy stuff in or you're just banking on the fake energy that caffeine gives you, you're not going to be able to perform at the highest level. So it's actually crucial for any high performing person who has a lot going on to really drill down into what is going to work to give me the energy I need to show up the way I want to show up, right? Right. Um, What symptoms do you personally experience when you're not eating properly? I think a lot of people, they don't even know what symptoms they have because they're so used to it because they're not feeding themselves well and they've just got this new normal state of mediocrity. So I'm just wondering what are some of the symptoms when you're not fueling your body properly?
1: I think I really realized it um, when I wasn't experiencing my crashes anymore because I would experience i always every day experienced an afternoon crash, yes, and I was like, you know how how is this like the amount of like caffeine that I'm drinking, and like I thought I was getting okay sleep, and i I, I don't have a problem with sleep, um, mm-hmm. I've mastered that. But I would ex- like experience this like energy crash, and um, it would it would take a while, and I'm not performing, I'm not working properly, I'm not I'm not doing the things I need to be doing during this, and I would just crash. So mm-hmm. that was definitely one of them was just this this crash, um, and then definitely mood. I can tell when I am not fueling my body or I'm not nourished properly that that my mood is off. I'm just Mm – I'm not the happiest person that I should be. Mm -hmm. Um, I get hangry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I've always, always, since since a child, I've gotten that way. And um, I I mean, it's not about vanity, but I feel – I feel puffy. I know that sounds oh. that sounds silly. I know. <laughs> it sounds silly, but if you're not fueling your body properly and you're yeah. not putting the, the proper nutrients in your body, or you're off with your eating, I, I do. I feel kind of.
0: I don't feel myself. Yeah. That is like my number one descriptor <laughs> word for when I'm eating poorly. I always say to my husband, I feel puffy. I know, I feel puffy and, and it's not I like hate I've, that feeling. It's not
1: like I have put on 10 pounds no, in but like, you the, feel like the weekend it. of bad eating or drinking and mm-hmm. vibing too much, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel a bit,
0: you feel yeah. a little puffy. You definitely, you just feel kind of soft <laughs> Exactly. All over. There we go. Let's call it soft. <laughs> so I'm wondering then what are some of the common foods that business owners or moms or whoever, what are they eating that might be potentially causing these symptoms? Because I know there are some specific food groups that generally don't work so well in most people's bodies. There are. And,
1: and that's one thing, like there's so much conflicting information of, you know, what should I eat? Should I be gluten free? Should I be dairy free? Should I be vegan? Should I be paleo? Should I keto? Like, should I be doing all of these things? Um, I think that, I think those are definitely things and, and it's a case by case basis. Everybody's different. Yeah. I do believe, I do believe that, that what works for one person isn't going to necessarily work for another person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are certain things that you need to, to put into your body, like whole foods. I think that you need to not abuse caffeine. I think that you not need not to abuse alcohol. We're not robots, so we can't be perfect all the time, but those are important. Um, I, like I said, whole foods, so package food, foods are something that I like to, there are, there, there are, there are, great ones and there are bad ones. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding the difference between those. So being able to real relabel. Um, but digestion is also important too. It's something that I mm-hmm. I do think that we need to focus on and not just what you aren't eating, but what you are eating and how you're eating, how mm-hmm. you're consuming, um, like whether you're eating on the go, if you're eating very stressed, what kind of liquids you're con- consuming. So all of those things will all play a part mm-hmm. in kind of common, common foods and, and the things that you should do. So I don't know if that helps, but cause it's a lot to think about, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's, um, it's a, it's a very complex question. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it totally is. And like we, we know, cause we studied at CSNN, there's no one right diet for no. every person. So it's hard to just put blanket statements out there, like stop eating this, start eating this right. because that's not the case for everybody. Uh, but I think you are, you hit the nail on the head with like, you need to pay attention to how you're consuming. And like, if you're on the run literally and trying to fork down a salad, like, are you even digesting that? And for so many of us, busy entrepreneurs, we're eating at our computers. What do you think about that? I'm guilty of it. Yeah. And I put up my oh hands my and say
1: I'm completely guilty of it. And, yeah. I'm com- and I'm guilty of eating on the go. So it's I- It's the reality. It is the reality. So I, I, and I'm not, because we're busy entrepreneurs and we're busy working moms and we're busy career moms and We're we're taking our kids to activities or we're going out to events or we're with client lunches or Mm -hmm. anything. I I don't say that you have to stop these things, but just be more cognizant Mm -hmm. of what you're doing and maybe just take a step back and say, how can I alter this situation in any way? And it's just being aware of it. That's Mm -hmm. all.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming a lot of learning happens in the moment when you're like, okay, I forgot to pick up food for the kids, and now we're in a drive-through. Next time, I should, you know, prepare a little bit better. Um, for you, you're not just feeding yourself; you're feeding a family. So, do you have any tips for keeping family members healthy, healthy, happy, nourished? Like, what have you learned thus far about making sure that the family as a unit is supported in the food that they're eating?
1: I've like kind of troubleshooted this a bit because it was important to me from yeah. when they were young that they were, that they were going to eat properly. And when you say properly, I shouldn't even say that because it's such a cliche and like, what does that even mean? Yeah. But that they were going to be able to enjoy a wide variety of foods. So the, the one thing I've learned is just to get them involved, whether it be from like the cooking stage and that can be a messy endeavor it really mm-hmm. can but even coming going out and purchasing stuff or even like we do some shopping online so okay. what's how, what 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 stands out here um, but really getting them involved I also find that if you want your children to eat well that it has to look good mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that that sounds silly and but things that are more appealing to the eye are going to be more appealing like it's just fact. So mm-hmm. I've, I've found that that also is very helpful. Um, but just also having a good stock of, of good quality ingredients and in food with in your house just right. just constantly having it and as busy as busy women and, and as busy mothers it's it's hard to continually do that so I'm, i've found certain hacks like i have my organic fruits and vegetables delivered mm-hmm. um i have like certain things delivered more often than not and we open up the bin and and we look at our, our fruits and vegetables and i i think those are certain hacks that we have that have worked at mm-hmm. least for my family.
0: So, kind of getting them involved, like you're showing your kids the different fruits and vegetables that came, and the boxes delivered. So, it's not a question of whether you have good quality produce in the house; it's just there. Right. I love that tip. I I recently did that in getting our fruit and vegetables delivered and our good quality meats delivered because I found that if I missed a week of grocery shopping, then we were kind of scrambling, and I'm like. How can I overcome this and not let it happen again? Yeah. Well, now there's amazing services out there. There really are. (laughs) Like we have our meats delivered
1: too. Like we have our fruits and vegetables delivered and it's fantastic. And you can go online and you can pick and you can select Mm -hmm. and you can change it up like weekly. And it's not
0: much more expensive, I find. And it
1: just arrives at the
0: door. Yeah. Um, you said you use your crock pot a lot, so yes. that's obviously another meal prep hack. What else do you do to make sure that there's good food in the hands of your family and in your own um, in your own meal plan? Like any other hacks or tips or tricks you can think of. Um
1: well I have a I have a thermos that I carry. So each of the each of the kids have a thermos that they take to school and I have my own thermos. It was actually a kid thermos, so I just take it with me all the time. I oh, wish I had it with me. What is it have at the in office? It? it has it has my food in it. And then I have a mini crock pot that sits on my desk. <laughs> you don't cook in it, you just warm it up. But it makes the food so much better. That's such a And it was good twenty dollars. It was
0: twenty dollars. What? I've never yes. even seen a mini crock it's pot. It's like this big. I <laughs> Like, it's so
1: small. So but you don't it have to use the microwave. No, I don't use microwaves. I shouldn't yeah. say that. I do. Like, if I have to. But no, yeah. I don't. Because I don't like putting my food in the microwave. And yeah. that's, just, that's just a personal preference. But no, it's a little crockpot sits on my desk. Mm-hmm. When I get in, as long as I haven't been in meetings all morning, I can just put it in and it heats everything up. Really oh well. my god. And then I just clean that it. That is before genius. Yeah, Anyone listening awesome. who
0: works in an office. And it's actually made by Crockpot. You can order
1: it online or you can they have it at a few different um like bricks yeah. and orders locations, but I yeah. I love that yeah.
0: idea. Yeah. Such a good tip. Wow, that was revolutionary for me. Um, It's funny that you say you don't use microwaves. So about a year ago, our microwave finally broke down. And I was like, great, we're not getting a new one. And my husband said, No, like, I can't live without a microwave, we have to get a new one. But we never did and I knew if I didn't buy it that he probably wouldn't go out and so as time passed we just started getting very used to using the oven and using the crock pot and heating coffee over the stove and then recently we were up north for the weekend and we were staying at a cottage and there was a microwave there right And his coffee got cold, and I noticed him dump it into a a pot, and then start stirring it over the oven. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you've been so untrained now, right? You forgot that a microwave even exists, and so I feel like we're never gonna get one. And I'm so happy not to have it because it always just kind of freaked me out a little bit, right? Um, And I know it's probably not the best, but anyways, yeah, I just thought, okay, finally we've unlearned that you do not need a microwave. No, you don't survive. No,
1: you don't necessarily need it I have a small it's the same size as a microwave but it's a toaster oven yeah so mm-hmm. it takes a little bit more time yeah. but if I don't have to make a large meal I can also make something in my toaster oven so I don't have mm-hmm. to turn on the large oven yeah that I can just use the small one yeah. um so if you have the counter space for it I actually don't have a counter space for it mm-hmm. i made the counter space for it but I've I use that toaster oven all the time mm. um for the kids breakfast in the morning, I just throw the, throw it in and and heat stuff up because I make them um, like breakfast muffins. Mm-hmm. So they're heated up in the morning or anything really. So yeah. yeah, it's interesting.
0: So our audience is definitely creepy and they like to know specifics. So I'm wondering, can you walk us through a day in the life of what you eat? And just as a caveat here, obviously that the way you eat is not the way everyone should eat, but we just want to know how are you currently feeling yourself and what are you loving on your plate at this moment?
1: Like I said, whole foods. So I will typically. Do so you want me to tell you exactly what oh, I'm eating? Yeah, like
0: specific specifics because that's. We're all curious, right?
1: Okay, so I make breakfast uh, muffins in the morning, which is. Um, blueberries and oatmeal and then uh, usually an egg egg whiter and egg and, and mm-hmm. I usually make those ahead of time so they're all pre batched. Is this like
0: a carby muffin or like it's like it a d- fake muffin? It depends.
1: It looks it looks like a muffin because the kids eat it too, and then there's um so it, and you put it in muffin like a muffin tan and you bake it so it yeah. looks like actual muffins, but the like the real like the the like I call it the meat and the potatoes, but the yeah. real like portion of it is Oats. um oatmeal. So if you want it more carby, more oatmeal, and if you want it more eggy, it's more eggs. Okay.
0: Okay. I think I understand what you mean.
1: Um, And so it looks like muffins. And so those are... We need that recipe. Absolutely. Those are (laughs) baked in the oven and then just put in the fridge and then we can heat them up in in the oven as often as... uh, At the toaster oven every morning, Mm -hmm. a little maple syrup on the side. Everyone loves them. Everyone, every single person in the the family loves them. I'm curious for this recipe, so I'll get it from you. I do, sometimes I'll just do a banana with oatmeal and sun butter. I use a lot of sun butter in the house because it's Mm -hmm. um, like a seed butter instead of a, a nut butter, which can go to school.
0: Is it with sweetener in it or no, it's just pure sunflower butter.
1: It's just pure sunflower butter. Um, I think the banana makes it sweet, but I mean, if you have a sweet tooth, you can like there's, there's other, there's things that you can add to it. Like you can add uh, like shaved coconut or, I mean, there's really anything that you can do with it. I am of the mindset and... I'm, I'm more of a, a cooker than a baker because I just love putting things together. And with mm-hmm. baking, you have to be a little bit more precise, but I just love how things go together. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like just use the ingredients as I see them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that crock, 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 pot recipe so much. I'll make shakes too. Like I often make a lot of shakes cause those are easy. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I am a creature of habit, but I do get bored too. Like we need yeah. we need some variety. So that's breakfast. <laughs> um, I usually have a snack throughout the day. Like when I get to the office, I'll have something. Or if I'm out and about, it's usually like a piece of fruit or some nuts. Or I've cut up some vegetables and I'll have mm. that. I really love Mary's crackers. Mm. I do. I like the original, but I also like the super seed ones, which yeah. have all different flavors. I love those. I know. They're very good. So I'll use those and I'll put um, like maybe... Uh, like a homemade hummus with them or even like a nut butter as well too. But sometimes mm-hmm. I just eat them on their own and I really enjoy that. Lunch, I use my little crock pot at the office, depending on if I'm in the office. If not, yeah. I have my my thermos, thermos and I've got whatever <laughs> lunch I've I've heated up in my toaster oven. Love it. In that. And it's not, it's not big. It's like half the size of this. It's like yeah. it's not it's not big. So it can it can fit in my bag and I I have reusable cutlery that I always bring along with me. Yeah. So that, and then I also, I always have a um, an afternoon snack. Afternoon snacks will vary. Um, like sometimes I'll do half an avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? It just, it, it so varies. Um,
0: do you so, tend to stick to like wanting protein in the afternoon or carbs or fat? Or do you just listen to your body? I just
1: listen to my body. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of you know, what I'm feeling. Yeah. And I think that's important to...
0: To not be so regimented that you're like, I have to eat this half avocado right now. No.
1: And I mean, I've been on nutrition plans like that where you have to like eat every two and a half hours and you have to make sure that you're getting this in and you have to make sure that you're getting this in. And those are, you know, I've, I saw some great success with those and those are great, And they're, but they're, they weren't necessarily... They didn't necessarily work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do still believe that you need to nourish your body and I still, I believe that you need to always... Be you always need to eat. Listen to your body. Need to eat because when you start, when you overeat, is when you're starving. Yeah. When you get home at the end of the day and you haven't eaten throughout the day, and you're starving, and you make poor decisions then. So true. Um, and then I come home and I have dinner. Um, depending on what it is, it's it's uh, sometimes a protein. Sometimes I'll I'll just uh, whip up a recipe that I've I've created, like I did. Oh, what was it the other day? Like egg and kale with some nutritional yeast on it, which sounds mm-hmm. very strange, but it was super good. Yeah, um, I get very high quality meats, so I'll make that. Yeah, and um, but usually everything's prepared ahead of time. Like I don't necessarily come home because it's been a long day. Um, I'll have things that I can just quickly quickly make up or yeah. reheat.
0: What's like a favorite go-to meal that the whole family enjoys at dinner time, or if you have a little extra time to cook something, like what do they ask for?
1: Fajitas. We fajitas. do fajitas. Mm. We do fajitas definitely, um, and then they can get involved and they can make it kind yeah. of their own, which yeah, is very it's cool, very fun. Yeah, I love that. Um, like let's prep all the let's prep all the sides. Even pizzas will do. Like mm-hmm. um, and we'll make like a cauliflower crust or something, and Ooh. the kids will eat that. Um, you know, things that are fun, things that everybody can eat and things that we can share as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, I, I can't eat with my kids every single night. So I, when we can eat with them, I like something that we can have fun with and that we can yeah. eat with all together because it's important.
0: That's a really good tip. Yeah. To like have meals where there is involvement from all family members versus here's your plate of dinner, eat. Goodbye, right? Right. I think that's really fun and something that we could all probably learn a little bit more about, um, especially families and people who have kids, how to get the kids involved, right? Instead of having them play their video games while you cook, like how can you bring them into the kitchen? So right. maybe that's something you can share more about yes. one day. <laughs>
1: My three-year-old does it. I mean, he's um, he's in nursery school still, but he does a he does a cooking school on Mondays afternoons. Oh, that's it's so very cute. cute. It was one of the things I'm like, okay, I don't know when he'll have an opportunity to do this, but he'll put on his apron and he he makes a big mess, but it's super fun. Um, And and I always, (laughs) I say this to him, I'm like, you know, one day you'll be cooking for mom because mom is going to sit up with her feet with a glass of wine and watch you do this or something, right? (laughs) Well, you cook for me. So, I mean, if you start them early and give them those habits and Mm. um, and make it fun and make it something that they're into, then I think that it will follow them too mm-hmm.
0: it's so true and that'll be the day eh, when the tables turn and your yes. kids are cooking for you <laughs> yes yes I love it uh, so if people want to learn more about who you are and how they can potentially work with you if they're maybe a mom that's currently struggling to manage nutrition in addition to a busy lifestyle where is the best place for people to get to know you better
1: I have an Instagram page right now. um, So that's at the balance plan. And then I also have my website, which is currently being built. It's going to be done very soon. Mm So I mean, in either of those two places. And like I said, one of the things you asked me is what do you need to do? And it's more to my social media. So it's just building out those. But right now that's where you can find me. Mm
0: -hmm. And I would highly suggest people go check out the services you offer or to reach out to you on Instagram. If they do feel like this is something that they are needing support on in our life and, I am a firm believer in investing, in coaching, or in programs that are going to help you to live a healthier, happier lifestyle. So I love what you're creating. So thank you so much for the work that you do. And this has been so much fun. So maybe you'll come back someday and we can chat further about how the balance plan is going and how you're balancing it all. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much. And I must say that I learned so much from
1: you. I, <laughs> people ask me and I said, you know, like I didn't, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know where to start. So the tools that you've given me have been invaluable. So thank you. Oh, well, that means a lot. So
0: thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Riedel. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.